Welcome to episode 32 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron, across the table from me in the beautiful Florida Keys, my co-host Ben. Benjamin, how's your week, buddy? Oh, week's been very good, man. Very good. Uh, just very, very good this just very good this week you, you already gave Dude, up on the alternative adjectives for the week um i i guess so because um <laughs> it's been about a billion fucking degrees the past <laughs> two nights in the van oh and, yeah, i didn't even think about that dude the humidity is off the charts so well, right, because you have, um, you so, have yeah. heat in that thing, but you don't have air conditioning. Well, you don't have, like, well, you know, serious correct. enough air conditioning. Correct. We got air conditioning, which I'm sitting in the air conditioning right now, and it's awesome, right. but it requires the vehicle to be on. Right, right, right. So, yeah, but, dude, I mean, it's the keys. The, um, Yeah, I guess we – let's see. I spoke to you last in – where the hell was I? Oh, uh, Ocala. Yep. And then uh, started rolling south, hit, went to like uh, Jupiter and Palm Beach area. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we've now made our way down to Key West. And it's, it's weird, dude. I, uh, Dylan, yep. close friend of the pod, was, uh, was just down here last week. And I tried to text him. And I was like, yo, the keys are like borderline – like morbid like the whole drive down the keys was like it reminded me of like a of an area that was like okay this is no longer like relevant people aren't putting money into this place anymore yeah it's not really up kept and then obviously you find your like little spots here and there like you know the big hubs like isla mirada you know is, is pretty but like um definitely like like a feeling of like you know it's not like palm beach or jupiter dude that place is gorgeous right you know and then uh you start rolling down the keys and i mean the water is beautiful um you know it's all beautiful but then it just looks like you know very like uh deserted sort of but i don't know if i mean i i I came down here i came uh here back in the day with like my family on like a vacation yeah and uh you know, I remember we stayed at like some nice spots, but like, I guess they were like resorts, but just, right. I, I don't know how much I paid attention to like the actual towns and stuff, but um, I guess I didn't mean like morbid, but definitely like not up and up, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I've never been that far South in Florida. Um, I actually haven't, I haven't been to Florida in a, in a dog's age now. I used to go all the time, but I haven't been in a long time. Um, but you know, what I, what I would assume is, is that like, you know, there's there, especially in the keys, there's money in pockets of it. But like, you know, when you look at Florida as a whole, really, when you get outside of, you know, Orlando, Tampa, Miami, Daytona, you know, that Jupiter West Palm area, like, like, there's a lot of abject poverty in Florida. So it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, parts of even like the nicer sections of Florida, you know, have, uh, have, uh, you know, disheveled buildings and shit like that. That really doesn't surprise me that much at all. Yeah. Um, Kind of like unfinished, like exactly like disheveled buildings, like, like 
buildings got screwed up in a storm or whatever that just yep. they didn't have money to fix up or then buildings that just like ceased construction like the the block the concrete blocks are up but like that's it like there's nothing else and there's no life you know what i mean yeah so yeah um, we uh i experienced that one other time i was going to uh into this this beach it's called k38 it's in it's in baja uh mexico and it, you know it's 38 kilometers over the border hence the name it's in rosarita mexico and uh i was going down with my two roommates uh, in san diego and dude it almost the entire drive you would just see these gigantic like you know 12 14 story buildings where like the the basically the the infrastructure of the building was up but then it like nothing else and there was no construction being done and basically i guess what happens is like you know developers would start building buildings that either go bankrupt in the meantime or were expecting money to come in that never came in and so they weren't able to finish and dude they were everywhere because like this i guess this part of of mexico like rosarita is kind of like a um like a destination that that people go and hang out and stuff so they, you know, they try to develop along the way. So people have other places to stay. And it's like all these developments that just didn't get done. It was like eerie. It almost like seemed like, like post-apocalyptic. You know what I mean? That's, that's, uh, that is eerie. So like 2020, so like 2021 post-apocalyptic, you know? Hey, have you, exactly. Have you ever heard of like mirror cities in China, what they're doing in China? Like no. all these like massive, massive cities that are like on like ports. No. Like, you know what I mean? They're building like cities that are like, you know, hundreds, maybe like a thousand miles like inland. Yeah. In like just building the infrastructure with the thought that the, the sea level is going to rise and take oh. away the, the existing massive cities. I mean that's pretty fucking morbid right there. I mean I'm in in inevitably the sea levels will rise. I mean it won't you know we won't see the the washing away of you know the coastline in our lifetime but there's no doubt it's going to happen. Um whether whether you're a staunch climate change believer or denier, I mean it's it's going to happen one way or the other. Yeah, something's going to happen. Um <laughs> <laughs> dude like I mean, at this point i mean holy um i guess i mean in terms of the latest and and greatest in uh the world what's the latest and greatest in the world i've kind of been tuned out uh well the nfl <laughs> has proven that nothing will ever stop the nfl uh as teams are just getting ravaged with covid uh, they just refuse to cancel games, so they're they're just moving stuff around. So, for the first time since I can remember, there will be a Tuesday night NFL game this week. Um, but uh, no, there was a vice presidential uh, debate that seemed to be more uh, more coherent oh, than the presidential did, debate. Hey, did you hear that the big conspiracy with the fly? No, no, I saw the dude, meme you sent me yesterday, but that was it, dude. Somebody, because that's that's obviously all I know about the debate. But uh, <laughs> it's memes, the, the, <laughs> dude. The the uh, the flies, I the I or the um, IP address fly will vote um, was activated twenty three minutes before um, it happened on live TV. Oh, that's interesting. 
yeah. I wonder. I mean, I would assume that that's there's probably a, that's probably shown on a delay, but I not not a twenty three minute. Delay. Well, that was the whole thing. There's like this. It was on a. They're saying that it, it could have been graphically done, and the only way it could have been graphically done is was if it, it was, was on a, a single. No, if it was on a single feed. And it actually was on a single feed, interestingly enough. So I didn't watch it. And so I don't know, like, exactly how long the fly was on his head or anything like that. But, you know, one would imagine if, a you know, if a fly landed on your head and was there for any, you know, little bit of time, like, you would notice, so, right? Someone be, or someone right next to you would be like, hey, a fly's hey, on Hey, man, your you head. got a, huh. a fucking and then, a house and then fly crack, on your head. Like, crack the joke. Like, you know what I mean? That would have been a perfect time for – for the for the candidate the opposing candidate whatever uh kamala harris to say uh haha isn't it isn't it funny that flies are attracted <laughs> to garbage or something like that and there's one on your head right now but she didn't uh, i also i also thought it was very telling of america as a whole right now that that was the big story of the debate not any of the substance, not any of the content, not what either of the candidates had to say, not any of that, but just this fucking fly landing on uh, yep. Mike Pence's head. And Hey, it, it, I mean, are, that is as America as it can get right there. Like, true. are you fucking kidding me? Like, be more America. You can't. <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> let's see, what night was that? That was Wednesday. So I was not, well, I wasn't watching it. I was, um... I was reading and then I watched uh, and then I've, I've been rewatching The Wire on HBO. It's a fucking unbelievable show. One of the greatest of all time, David Simon. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm laying in bed. It's like, whatever, 1015, The Wire's on and I'm just I'm cruising Instagram. And I start, I see all these memes about, you know, the fly and like pictures of, you know, people posting and their stories and shit. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, how is it that this is what? america cares about in this day and age just like putting shit on the internet that's all people care about the fact the the fact that we have technologically advanced you know light years from you know the 80s to today um we're at an all-time peak of 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 i guess like science and and yeah. like all this stuff like cutting edge yet the intellectual state of 330 million people is concerned about a fucking fly uh, you, you know, know what, what I mean? like you you just brought up a great point dude you basically like you know as technology has increased human like sensibility and intelligence has almost decreased in a sense you know what i mean dude we're dumber than shit I mean, not me. Fuck that. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I ain't, I'm not playing that game. Like, that's, it's just sad, man. It really is sad. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you here, saw, you here I am. I'm having like a shitty day because, you know, I had to sleep in, you know, the, the humidity of the Florida Keys. And, right. you know, it was just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, obviously, right now, but it's just like, you know what I mean? It's like, at least I'm I'm fucking out and about and like, right. I mean, say I, it how it is. It's like, I uh, I mean, you saw my my Instagram story from last night after you know we were kicking it after uh, after we closed the bar down. You know, so the employees were sticking around and you know having some drinks and stuff. And Danielle, who's one of the owners of my bar, who's awesome, 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 awesome person, great person, uh, love her to death. 
but she's sitting there and she's showing me her TikTok and she's like trying to do the Fleetwood Mac, you know, dreams thing that's going around the internet right now. And I mean, you saw my Instagram. So I'm sitting there like, like what the fuck is going on right now? Like she's, you know, she's in like her early fifties and like, she's showing me her TikTok, and she's like, Oh, if I use hashtags, like more people will see them and stuff. And I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. Like, I can't even believe I'm a part of this conversation right now. Dude, I, I'm just surprised there wasn't a fucking a boomstick with a fucking <laughs> with a camera on a fucking relay system because they were like dragging a cart across the floor. It was actually really well done on your Instagram story. I, I'll be um, uh, I'll be interested to see how the actual actual video came out. You're right. I should have brought my uh, my <laughs> mic I record the podcast with and put it up put it up on some PVC piping over the top. You know? What's what's with the big furry thing over the? Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. The pop filter. Um, yeah. yeah. No, it's a it's a sad state of affairs. But you know what, like. I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I think, uh, I think you and I are in kind of the same place where like, I try, I'm trying to become more and more detached from it. Like I saw this thing yesterday and like, of course I said this, I don't even know, maybe 10 episodes ago about how I got to stop getting triggered by shit online. And I've thankfully have gotten to the point where I stopped like leaving comments on people's fucking Instagram pages, <laughs> <laughs> like trying to like you know because there's just no winning you know there it ends up turning into an argument and there's no you know no one ever wins so uh, but complex sports posted a, a video of Tom Brady flipping out on his linemen because they they had a they played Thursday night and. I didn't see, I didn't watch the game, but I guess, you know, something happened and Brady was like coming back to the sidelines and was like screaming at his, at his lineman, which he's, you know, he's done over the years. And, uh, it said, uh, you know, when OBJ, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. Does this, it's, he's considered a distraction and a bad teammate, but when Tom Brady does it, it's okay. Like basically making it like a race thing, like because a black athlete does it, he, you know, it's, it's a problem, but because a white athlete does it, it's like, dude. Tom Brady's the most winningest quarterback in NFL history. He's got six Super Bowls, three league MVPs. He's a four-time Super Bowl MVP winner. Like, if he wants to yell at his fucking teammates, he can yell at his fucking teammates. Meanwhile, Odell Beckham Jr., they win one playoff game when he's winning the Giants. And him and all his boys go down on a cruise in, in Miami the week after as they have a game coming up against the Packers. And, like, it's like, dude, it's, it's like, you know, you earn that respect. But, you know, we live in a day and age where everything is about, you know, triggering people. And, like, you know what the thing is, is, like, complex sports posts that the amount of interaction they're going to get from that is bananas. And, like, when you're in the social media game, interaction is currency. Oh, yeah, dude. That's uh, that's crazy. I mean, it's, like, in terms of uh, just that whole scene, it's, like, you know, I've been just, like, thinking about all that like Tom Brady shit and like how the hell he chose like Florida and all that stuff or or whatever, Tampa. And, um, but, um, yeah, it's just like, dude, it's like that, uh, that whole feeling though of being like, you know, is this, is this going to start to be the uh, demise of sort of like, like, will he go down knowing, like, as, like, that he couldn't do it without uh, Belichick, Belichick and, and all that together? But, um, you know, I guess it's still early on in the season, but. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Not to we're obviously not a sports podcast, but to to just to talk about sports briefly. Um, you know, I think it's a combination of both. I, you know, I really think that the two of them were perfect for each other. But at this point, it really looks like, you know, Belichick. I mean, you look at it right. The one year that Brady was hurt all year, Belichick went eleven and five with Matt Castle. Uh, the only reason they didn't make the playoffs is because the Jets and the the Jets and the Dolphins were both really good that year and both made the playoffs. Um, I think one of them on a tiebreaker. Uh, and, you know, you look at the Patriots so far this year and, you know, this past week against the Chiefs, who you can make the argument, I think, very safely that they're the best team in the league, if not one of two, you know, between maybe them and the Seahawks. Um, and with their second and third string quarterback, you know, the Patriots very easily could have won that game. They made a couple mental mistakes. They got, you know, kind of fucked by a bad call on, on the play. And, you know, they very, very easily could have won the game. So, you know, you look at it and it's just – it's amazing the way Belichick coaches his players up. But, you know, like you said, it's early in the season. It's too early to tell. But, uh, you know, hey, man, they're going to both be future first ballot Hall of Famers and go down as the greatest of all time at both of their positions. And, you know, I feel just blessed that, uh, you know, my, my dad and my grandfather decided to be Patriots fans way back in the day and, you know, stuck with it for, you know, almost 50 years of losing. And then, you know, here we are. So uh, is it good to be a Patriots fan and be me? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Really. Um, it's really, really great. <laughs> do you think uh, do you think Tom Brady knew that COVID was going to happen? and knew that Florida would open early and he was like, well, I'm going to make the most money off revenue in Florida. Um, so I'm going to go to there. Um, I mean, I, I think they for sure, I forget what they gave him. They gave him a pretty healthy contract. And I think he wanted to go to a team where like the situation was the best, you know, like for him, you know, you think about it there was only so many teams that needed quarterbacks going into the season. And he kind of picked the one that needed a quarterback and had the most, like, you know, the best offense that was like ready to go in terms of weapons, you know, like they already had a great receiving core. They had OJ Howard, a tight end who is hurt, but they have Gronk now and they had a good running game. Their defense was pretty good. So I think he just kind of saw it as like the best chance to win. Plus like his offensive coordinator is Byron Leftwich, who I don't know if you remember at all, but he played. Uh, yeah, of course. He but played was, for the that, Jags. That, so that, was, well, that, was supposed, that was meant but, to be a, conspir- a conspiracy question, okay? Not a football question. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> when, you, when you have the mind that I have where you could be on, like, inside the NFL on ESPN, <laughs> you know, you have to look at it from all angles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, yeah, dude, it's, uh, it's weird. Like, down here, it's, it's like uh, – it's very open, like no, like you don't really need a mask or anything. It's just, it's funny. I was how, gonna, uh, I was gonna ask you, and, I, but, but, and then it's just like everyone r- rolling around in a mask, like it's just like makes it even more funny. You know what I mean? It's like, but are so like are the restaurants like if you go into a restaurant, <clears throat> do like the servers and stuff have masks on? Yes, they do. Okay. Um, so it's not like you know that, but you, you don't really. There was only one place we walked in that was like, oh, it was actually a fucking 7-Eleven, and this, the fucking guy freaked out on me. I was like, dude, my card's not working at the pump. He's like, I can't, I cannot, well, if I, if I used my impression, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> he basically wow, said, I cannot, I cannot talk to you. Um, 
unless you have a mask on. I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? You should have said, all right, don't talk. Just ring my card up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, but, it is, it, it's interesting because I was talking to my sister about it. My sister's in, in uh, Tampa right now. And, um, you know, she said more or less the same things. And it's just so funny because, you know, being up here, especially in the section of, of New Haven that I'm in, you know, I, I'm telling you, man, it's, I'm in the vast, vast minority of people walking around without a mask on, like on the street, you know, like obviously I'm not oh, like I know, dude. walking into businesses without one, but on the street, I'm walking around without one. And people like, I feel like there's going to be a mob with pitchforks and, and torches at my front door soon. Yeah. I can't like, I, I feel like I get looks all the time and it's like, I can't tell like what is going through these people's minds, but I know what's going through my mind. And it's like, buddy you just say something just say something please say it please <laughs> say it just do say it, it. <laughs> and they never say anything and uh but yeah i will I'd say just, i'd kill him with kindness yeah right like, right of course that's the type of person you are i've never heard you really argue with anybody about anything it's it's not really in your nature um but i, I would uh, fucking i would definitely be very very sarcastic oh of course naturally i mean do you remember do you remember that time when we uh we were down at the taco truck in uh in westerly we were at the beach house and <laughs> it's like it was like me you samantha dylan uh maybe shayla was there uh and uh you know one of us one of us dropped a hard i think mf -er, and the lady next to us basically said that we were unintelligent because we used swear words. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then I'm pretty sure Dylan chimed in and he said uh, something like, oh, no. Oh, oh, that's exactly what happened. Dylan dropped the mf -er and yeah. um, she's like, you got a mouth like a sailor yeah. or something like that. And uh or like, and she was like, "You should be ashamed of how you talk," or something. something she she said something, something insult, insulting, insulting it, it, his intelligence. Yes, exactly. And he was like, uh, "Ma'am, I fly a, a forty million dollar helicopter, like to protect you. I'll talk however the fuck I'd like to talk, <laughs> or something like that." Um, but he didn't say it like that. But uh, anyway, if you can use "fuck" in a sentence, you're actually it's you're more intelligent. Yeah, they yeah, say the, people that co coherently use curse words in in, uh, in in everyday speak actually tend to be more intelligent, have better command over the English language. So that so, lady so, can so, fuck right ahead. off. <laughs> go ahead and listen to a few episodes of the uh, Sunday Conversation. I mean, listen, if and, uh, she wanted to hear about the 1855 classification of Bordeaux by Napoleon III, we could have had a chat, but it didn't seem like she was really into that, you know? Um yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't know what just made me. Oh wait, uh, so you were talking about how uh, how you would kill him with kindness? Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say though about like the whole mask thing. You know, bartending last night with a mask on was was like it. It was Not weird. Fun. Well, it wasn't. You know what? It really wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Like I thought it was gonna get really annoying, and you know, partially because it was like business was steady. I wouldn't say it was like crazy busy, but it was steady. Um, but the one weird, like the one thing about the restaurant, obviously, like the, I would say 95% of the people that came in sat outside, um, except for like we had a group of 16 
almost exclusively girls. So 14 girls and two guys that came in at 1130 last night. And like, they were, they were the last ones in the place. It was one of their friends. They had been on one of those like pedal bike, uh, like bar things. And they drove by and saw that we were open. And so they came back and, um, and they were super nice or whatever. They're all like college age kids. And, uh, but you know, there's 16 of them and they're all like sitting right on top of each other. And it's like this weird, like arbitrary thing where it's like, okay, so everybody walks into the restaurant. They have to have a mask on when they walk in, but once they sit down, they don't have to have one on. And then you get this situation where you get like 16 kids all sitting right on top of each other, you know, in one corner of the restaurant. It's like, you know, is there like, what are we really doing here? And I guess. Oh on, my God. No, 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 in. no. I No, no. It's, it's totally. Okay. The first, I remember the first week of this like mask bullshit. I was still in Texas, dude. Yep, that's true. And this this guy came in the fucking dude. How about that? I was, I was gonna still say in fucking <laughs> Texas. I I feel like I've traveled the whole entire world since fucking the <laughs> pandemic started. So this guy came in, and I kicked him out of the fucking store for not wearing a mask, dude. No oh, man, and. And he said, I got outside and he's like, listen, I understand. But he's like, you just got to be like, he's like, I just saw a guy go in without a mask on or whatever. And, and, and like, in to his defense, he was completely right. Like, you know, yeah. if you got, if you're going to set a precedent, you got to set a precedent. Right, but right. that was, that was the moment I'm like, dude, it's either like, you start doing this shit, and then this is how people start fucking, you know, okay, I went to that store, and they were fucking assholes, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just like, let, you know, whatever, let it go, but then it's like, um, you know, when the, you know, county health inspector comes right. in, it's like, if we, if we come in and catch, you know, anybody without a mask, like, we'll shut the whole place down. So then it became like, you know, whatever, and that was when I just got the fuck out of there, but, um uh that is like go, going about. back to it it's like dude like you walk into a restaurant with it's it literally says in most restaurants it says um please wear a mask until seated yep it's like sometimes you're it's like you it just blows my mind. So then you what? You walk to your seat with a mask. It, it, now it, at this point, it's just a fucking. It's like a. It's a. It's like an enslavement like code. It's just to like see what we'll do. Like how far will people go? Like, you know what I mean? It makes no sense. Look around. If the entire fucking restaurant isn't wearing a right, fucking right. mask and you're six feet apart, it's like some of these restaurants are are a hundred feet long it's like you're walking past you know it just it's it i get that you get it i'm just like at what fucking point is it like do people does it start to like click like and then i see the fucking people that put their fucking mask on in between bites dude oh my god <laughs> actually you know what it's funny you say that i i saw the same thing i went with my uh my buddy justin and i went to uh dinner Oh, I don't even know now. A month ago, probably. And uh, there's a, uh, in fact, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Zanelli's great pizza place in New Haven. If you're ever looking for alternative to New Haven style pizza, check out Zanelli's on Worcester Street. That is a free ad, by the way, Zanelli's, if you ever hear this. Um, and 
you know, the, the place is packed. The outdoors, outdoors packed. There's a line. Uh, and the line is obviously just on the street because, you know, where are you going to put everybody? But that's where all the outdoor seating is as well. So it's like you have this co-mingling of like people that are waiting for a table and people that are at a table. And these two guys were sitting there and they were sharing, I think they were sharing one of their pasta dishes. And th- exactly that. They would, they would, you know, fork up a bite, they'd eat it, and then they'd put their mask back on. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, it's just, it is, it is just crazy at this point that this is still the situation we're in, but, uh, and, and the better part is like, you know, it's obviously that like the master thing and like the blue, those blue, like, what are you calling them? Surgical masks seem to be the hot, the hot trendy thing about, I would say three three and five people you can see a little like pathway to their mouth oh totally so i don't get i don't know what the point is really it just makes no sense it's interesting because i would i mean i had that was the mask i was always using but i was getting sick of like constantly like replacing you know because you have to i mean they just get dirty after a while you gotta replace them uh, one of my accounts gave me a, uh, a gator or a, a buff, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and like, I like that a lot more because, you know, I can just wear it around my neck kind of all day. And if I need to toss it out, you know, I just pull it up for three seconds, pull it down, whatever. Yeah, plus, plus you're like, ah, oh, yeah, you feel like a fisherman. Right. Exactly. It's more my, it's more on brand for me. But the thing I noticed about it, air passes through that thing. No fucking problem. Like, dude, dude, dude. The one time I wanted to bash someone's skull was in Jackson. I walk in, to, I, I was going into a liquor store. I was going to get a six pack of beer. Yeah. I walk in and the guy's like, you need to wear a mask. And I'm like, I didn't have a mask. So I pulled my t-shirt up over my, I think I might've told you this. I, I pulled think, my I t-shirt did, up over yeah. my head and he's like, no, it has to be a real mask. <laughs> so I walked back out to my car and got the fucking same exact task brand t-shirt material that is my buff. And I fucking put it on and I walked in and I didn't say anything. And I just was like, you know, probably you know red through my mask. You like, should have just like ripped, ripped the top of your shirt off and turned it into a mask. And walked back yeah. in with it, like this yeah. giant roof in your shirt. <laughs> if it wasn't a nice shirt, I would, that would be like, that'd be fucking hilarious. If you just walked in and the whole top half of your shirt's ripped off, but you have it around your face. Like, is this good enough now, motherfucker? Um, but but I know like I noticed like at the gym because the the biggest problem I would have with the surgical mask is like say like say I was deadlifting or you know something kind of you know intensive you know it would get to the point where I'd like legitimately have trouble breathing and I know people are like well you actually don't have any respiratory drop off like okay normal walking around you're probably right you probably don't but when you're working out and you're doing anaerobic exercises and like you you know you need to get oxygen in you know, they're restrictive. They definitely are. So switching to the Gator, like I, it, it definitely has made, made a difference as far as that goes. But, you know, I was sitting there and then I started to pay attention, like, okay, how many people are actually wearing these things as opposed to like, you know, actual medical masks. And there's a lot of fucking people that are. So, you know, I think at this point, it's just, it's, you know, if you're still sitting here thinking this is actually about the prevention and spread hey hey you, you want to know where i'm at and if, if we might you know we might offend actually i don't think we're gonna offend anybody okay um and, and anyways you're not gonna offend anybody it'd be me offending them but i'm on i'm on to the i'm on to this trend 
it's like, dude, if you scroll around on, on Facebook Explore, you got, you got the uh, celebrities, okay? Yep. Celebrity women are trying to make masks look fashionable. Sure. In my, in my opinion. So now, no offense, but these ugly-faced girls are, like, loving this mask thing because they can wear a mask to, like, hide themselves. It's like they fucking buy really nice hair, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, now you have nice hair, and, oh, but no one can see your fucking face anymore. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really surround myself with maskers, so... So we're, had, we're good, uh, but uh, I had an experience that was the exact thing you're talking about, <laughs> Billy, but I'm, I'm gonna keep it to myself because I don't listen, I don't want to alienate part of our listener base. Only good looking people listen to the Sunday Conversation podcast, so it's not something we have to worry about, you know. But I mean, I just, I just looked it up, and in so this is you know, figure. They probably started first keeping track of stats in January, right, when it was breaking out in China in Italy. So it's been nine months now, you know, nine months. In nine months, in the entire, the entire world, one million people have died. One million sixty-eight thousand forty people have died from. Oh, out of eight, out of the eight billion, out of seven and a half billion people, a million people have died. And I know you say a million—that's a lot of people. It, it, it is. But when you take into account the percentage of the global population that that is. And then you average it out over, you know, the amount of time that has gone by. I would say it's probably not too, too far off. Like what the normal, like the global average for deaths in a year would be. I wonder if I can pull that statistic. Um, global average deaths, global average deaths per day. How many people die each day and what are they dying from? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, nearly 150,000 people die each day around the world, according to 2017 data. So that means on average in six and a half days, a million people die. And here we are having the entire, at least the U S closed for disease. That oh dude, now it's getting people. other countries like Canada. It's getting like worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I guess Canada it's like is actually brutal. Um, like what's going on in Montreal is crazy. They basically have the city on like just fucking lockdown. Like you can't, you can, you can't go to work. You can't go see people. It's like crazy compared to what we have going on here. Hey, but, also, by the way, bit ironic, the, uh, the makeup industry right now, bit ironic to me. It's like how much, you know what I mean? Like how many packs no, of lipstick, dude, if everyone's wearing a mask. Oh, you know what saying, I mean? It's like people like what are people like get fucking all made up to put their mask on now. Now, you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. it's uh, like it's like a double hiding thing now. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like dude, you're, you're hiding yourself from your makeup and then your fucking mask, too. I, uh, I, 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 I'm surprised I didn't look that statistic up until now though. 150,000 people die a day in the world. So that means literally in, in basically a week, the amount of people that die in a week in, in, uh, you know, the whole world 
have died in nine months from one disease and we have, you know, the United States is completely shut down and other countries are as well. I mean, that's just, think about that. That's fucking ridiculous, you know? The real statistics that I think need to come out are fucking the, the businesses that have been lost. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. The, the, like, are you kidding me? Like, my, my one buddy in Massachusetts, he's a business owner. Um, he owns the Port Restaurant in Harwich Port, Massachusetts. Okay. Shout out Griff Brack, Griffin Brack. He's the man. Um, but, dude, he is constantly posting on his Instagram the statistics and then the Massachusetts um, business losses. Yeah. Like eight, eight like major bars in the city that have been around for years and years have shut down. Um, like meaning like well known in, in the right. city of Boston, but then like hundreds of other, you know, places, you know, have been shut down. It's like, you know, the, the economies are like getting fucking tanked, dude. It, it's, you know, and, and we're doing it to ourselves. That's the thing. We're doing yeah. it to ourselves. It's like, these are our friends, our families that own these little, these little restaurants, these, you know, whatever little stores, all this shit. And it's just like, we're killing ourselves and, and we're allowing, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't see any issues at home Depot or Lowe's, but right. you know, you go, you walk into the local ACE hardware and it's like, you know, they got, you know, restrictions up the wazoo or, or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Just like, you know, it's, it's all being catered to, to big, 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 big pharma, you know, big, big tech, big, right. whatever. Yeah. Um, so. I think I saw something that said 60% of all business closures uh, are now permanent in the sense that like, you know, people who close that, you know, either whether it be temporarily or, you know, to renovate or whatever, 60% of those businesses are not closed for good. And, you know, the, the scary part, especially for the restaurant industry, you think about a restaurant, right? And I don't, and, and please, if you do go out like tip well, like, you know, thankfully i don't need the money from bartending but i was looking at some of the tips that were coming through last night and you know it's like what are you even fucking going out for if you're going to be like a shitty tipper you know what i mean like and and trust me we were not busy enough where neither the kitchen nor the bar was making mistakes you know it'd be one thing if you know we were slammed and you know i was fucking up drinks left and right and stuff like that okay in that situation i get it but like everything that was coming out last night was perfect so there's no like reason to not leave at least 20%, you know what I mean? And some of the tips I was seeing, it was fucking pathetic that people would go out, you know, people that have voluntarily come off unemployment where they were probably making more, you know, to try and keep the place alive. And you go and you leave shitty tips for people who are, you know, who knows if they're going to be at, you know, working in six months. But, um, uh, you, you know, you think about the way a restaurant runs and like, think about all the overhead you have to have at all times between, you know, for example, before COVID, the bar I worked at, we had, we had 50 cocktails on the list. And, you know, if, if somebody came in and ordered something that wasn't on the list, you know, a, a paper plane or a Sazerac or whatever, like, you know, we had to know how to make that too. But you think about all the inventory management that goes into having to keep the bottles on the shelves to make 50 different cocktails. And then think about what goes on in the kitchen, you know, all the little ingredients that go into a dish and you have to keep all those, you have to manage them. And if they go bad, 
you know, you have to throw them out and that's loss, that's spoilage. And then you think about, you know, rent and then you have to have, you know, your dishwasher and your busser and the three people in the kitchen and the two bartenders and the bar back. Like there's a ton of fucking overhead that goes into restaurants. And in reality, like the profit margins are decent, but they're not good enough for what it costs. So here you are now in the time of COVID and you know, your business, first of all, it can't be more than 50%, right? Because you're only allowed to have 50% capacity indoor or, you know, 50% capacity. So that means just by nature, you will not have more than 50% of your normal business. You're not going to get any events. You're not going to get any parties, those big ticket items that, you know, give you a good pop really fast. You don't have any of that happening right now. And so, you know, here you are expected to just survive, you know, like things are normal. Like it's just not going to happen. I mean, it's dude, it's, it's, they're trying to create two classes, the upper class and the lower class. And by doing this, it's like, who, who is all the restaurant owners? They're all middle-class people who, you know, have a, a little bit enough. Like maybe they have, you know, they're, they don't have a ton. Like, like I said, early, early on, dude, remember, remember I was like, think about all these restaurants that took out these, Oh yeah, we're we're booming. Take out a loan, redo the place, boom, shuts down. And now now they're not getting, you know what I mean? And now it's right. to the point where it's like, you know, your your PayPal protection loan or your PayPal <laughs> payroll. <laughs> <laughs> your payroll protection loan and uh, you know, whatever PayPal your, your, PayPal. <laughs> your SBA loan, it's like they're not right. covering your construction costs. It's like to go to your to you know, the, to the PayPal's, you know, the people on your right. PayPal. Right. Um, not, I mean, not payroll. to mention, but, um, that, oh, that, S, that SBA loan is a 30 year loan that regardless of if the, if the restaurant goes under or not, you're on the hook for that 30 years, unless, you know, you file for bankruptcy and I don't know what the bankruptcy forgiveness is like on that. Right. And to, so leading back to what I was saying, it's like, so now here you have this, 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 upper middle class that's working and, and, and literally they are, I saw this awesome quote. It's like the, the poor have no assets. The middle class have all the assets and control nothing. Yep. The upper class have no assets and control, control everything. everything. Right. So it's like, you're taking this, you're taking the wealth of the, people who are trying who are fighting you know what i mean they fought yeah. every day tooth and nail they're getting there they're getting there they're getting there and then boom it's just like um you know the the safety net is pulled out underneath them they fall back into you know the whatever ground zero whatever you want to call it and it's just like uh you know it's it sucks that this is how, this is, I mean, dude, this is America. This is fucking America. You know, it's like the government is not working for us. They're working for themselves. And it's like, see like that, that what you just said, Ben, like in, in we'll probably wrap on this. Otherwise we'll end up going pretty long, but the, the, that right there, what you just said is what drives me the most nuts about the politics. Like regardless of what side of the aisle you're on to think that, if you're a Republican and the government actually cares about you and is working for you, or if you're a Democrat and you think that the government cares about you and is working for you, you know, newsflash, they do not give a fuck about the American people. All they care about is putting money in their pockets and winning against their constituents and the people across the aisle. That's all they give a shit about. And, you know, people over here talking about like, 
you know, universal healthcare and, and wanting to raise taxes and or not raising taxes and blah, blah, blah. And like all that stuff is like the government doesn't generate revenue, right? There's nothing in the government that generates revenue, ironically, other than the postal service. But the postal service basically generates enough money to like cover their costs. The only way that the government generates revenue is tax dollars. So as you think about it, as your tax dollars go up and up and up and up and up, regardless of your income, because regardless of your income, your taxes have gone up over the years. It's not to give you better quality of life. It's to fucking put more money in their pockets and get the things done that they want to get done. So like, that's why when we have this divide, go ahead. I was just going to say like, so many of these fucking TV shows just put it for you right in front of your fucking face, man. Like, I, I mean, there's a TV show called Yellowstone yep. right now. And it's basically, if you just watch that show, it, it, it tells you everything about backdoor politics. Like, literally, the entire show is about backdoor politics. And, and it's just, oh, it's a show bullshit right like bullshit that's fucking it it's like right there in front of your face that's how it's done you want to know how it's done go watch a tv show and it'll fucking tell you how it's done house of cards is the same way man a a perfect you know what i mean every single you know it's like some someone's got an in and a back door and 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 they can pull strings and you know manipulate stories and and next thing you know it's like you know, fortunes are won and built and empires are won and lost. And um, well, that's it. All, you know, all at the hand of, 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 you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, go to work, do your job. It's like the, you know, I, I, it's like the, the stat or, or, you know, whatever, the, the number of people working right currently for companies where, you know what I mean? It's like, we were just talking about LLCs, you and I, yeah. and like put, putting something into an LLC. It's like here, how many people work for, you know, a, a national company? And it's like a lot in the world, or I'm saying right. like in, in the United States and people that we know. And it's like the fact that they're, they're working for a national company allows that company to be national. You know what I mean? Like meaning it's like, uh, that probably doesn't make sense, but like if every single, you know what I mean? It's like you get enticed. Oh yeah. Here's a, a, a salary job, you know, some benefits. Boom. Now you're in the system. Like you're, you know, you're working for this huge corporation. And then it's like the CEO of that company is, is making, million tens of millions of dollars doing nothing right, you know what i mean nothing. literally like you are doing it you're taking care of it and it's like you know you're you you get awarded this small little thing you know what i mean and then you get you know your life taken from you for this other person to enjoy life because all they had to do was create something and that, that they know that this system that we have allows them to step back and, you know, whatever it is, pursue other adventures, take that money that they made and, and, you know, separate themselves even more and more, whether, you know, it's investing or or starting new companies and just like next thing, you know, 
It's like, you want to know why there's a wealth gap in the company? It's like, take a look in the mirror. Um, I, I think that is, um, I, I, I will leave it with this because uh, you just said something that brought, look no further. If you need proof that the government doesn't care about you and your money, look at what happened with the TARP program in 2008, the Troubled Asset Relief Program, where the government gave $700 billion to the big banks because they needed the money to survive. All the CEOs and executives of those companies took millions and millions of dollars in bonuses, even though they had almost just crashed the world economy. And you know how that got paid for? Our tax dollars. So if you really think that the government, you know, wants your okay. tax money to do positive things with, you're a fool. And then the other thing, it's like perfect example. Back a few years, when Barack Obama was in office, the Republicans, they wanted this whole the wealth tax, the wealth tax, like renegotiated, mm -hmm. right? It's a $3 million untaxed, like no questions asked. That's how much you can give to your, to your, um, the heirs in your family or yep. whatever. And the Democrats didn't want it, didn't want it, didn't want it. They're like, this isn't going to happen. And you know what ended up passing? It's under wealth democratic tax. law. The wealth tax, not only did it pass, it doubled. It went from $3 million to $6 million. So it's like they're arguing something, but then they just fucking, you know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> something oh, the average that American like will, will never have to deal with getting left $3 million or $6 million tax-free from their, you know, forefathers. Whatever. It's happening more than you think. And, uh, you know what I mean? But that, that's hey. the thing. It's just like. Here's what I know, Benny. It's 75 degrees here and sunny. It is the most perfect fall day these eyes have seen in a long time. I'm going to go well, enjoy it. I don't got time to sit here and cry about tax law because it will make me cry. Um, but subscribe, hey. rate, review. Benny, you're awesome. I'm Great going job, to the beach. Pal. Good for you, I'm, man. I'm Keep that tan going. Chase the endless summer. You better believe it. You're like Bonnie Sa from Point Break. <laughs> Vaya con Dios. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, we'll catch up next week. Betty, great chat, pal. Love you. Love you.